What's up, young adults? We are so excited that you are back with us tonight. We are believing God has big things ahead this year. Who here is hoping that 2021 will be better than 2020? I know I am. I truly believe it could be better if we put in the work for it. And tonight, that's what we'll be talking about. We'll be talking about how to make your year not suck. One of our favorite verses at Christ Fellowship is John 10.10. In that verse, Jesus says, I have come so that they may have life and have it to the full. Tonight, we are going to establish some principles around improving our lives. We'll get really practical. I believe that if you apply these three principles to your life, this year will be better than the last. Our first principle is the 1% rule. Now, let me ask you a question. What would you say if I can personally guarantee you that this year could be 37% better than 2020? I learned about the 1% rule from the book Atomic Habits. In the book, the author talks about the power of small, consistent habits that over time compound into remarkable results if you're willing to wait. It's like compound interest. If you make an investment that has a small return of interest, you won't really notice it at first. But if you forecast out a year, 10 years, 40 years, you'll start to make bank and then you can buy whatever shoes you want to. I think on some level we all know that and understand it, but our culture is so wired for instant gratification that we don't want to wait. We overestimate the importance of one defining moment and underestimate the value of making small improvements on a daily basis. So here's how the 1% rule works. If we make 1% improvements daily, we'll put ourselves on a trajectory for exponential improvement over the course of a year. If you get 1% better each day for one year, you'll end 37 times better when you finish. It's easy to dismiss this idea and think to yourself, 1%, there's no way that works. But the key isn't current results, but current trajectory. Who in the chat has made some New Year's resolutions? The stats are that about half of us have already given up on them. Uh-oh. Say you made a New Year's resolution to lose 10 pounds. If you're focused on the result, then you'll be disappointed when you didn't lose the weight you expected to. But when you focus on the trajectory, maybe you haven't lost the weight, but you are working out five times a week. You haven't reached your destination, but at least you're headed in the right direction. Paul knew this when he wrote to Timothy. 1 Timothy 4, 6-14 in the Message Translation puts it like this. Exercise daily in God. No spiritual flabbiness, please. Workouts in the gym are useful, but a disciplined life in God is far more so, making you fit both today and forever. Get the word out. Teach all these things, and don't let anyone put you down because you're young. Teach believers with your life, by word, by demeanor, by love, by faith, by integrity. Stay at your post reading scripture giving counsel and teaching, and that special gift of ministry you were given when the leaders of the church laid hands on you and prayed, keep that dusted off and in use. Cultivate these things. Immerse yourself in them. The people will all see you mature right before their eyes. Keep a firm grasp on both your character and your teaching. Don't be diverted. Just keep at it. Both you and those who hear you will experience salvation. I love that. We have to work and be disciplined even in our spiritual life. 
I think Paul is super clear in this passage that it is not about current results, but current trajectory. He says, exercise daily, a disciplined life, today and forever. Cultivate these things. See you mature and just keep at it. This is about the grind, the day-to-day 1% improvements that create upward trajectory in your life. What are the things that you can do right now to be 1% better at work, at school, even in your relationships? We can all be at least 1% better at something. We need to identify what that is and take the step towards it in the right direction. We want to look more like Jesus. Maybe getting 1% better means we just need to keep coming back to church. Maybe it means we need to start praying. Maybe we need to read our Bibles, start giving, or sign up to serve on the dream team. We all have something we can do to get 1% better and build upward trajectory. Our second principle is that we need to set identity goals. Our goals shouldn't be for an activity, but for an identity. Here's what I mean. Our goal shouldn't be to read a book. It should be to become a reader. Identity. It shouldn't be to run a marathon. It should be to become a runner. Identity. The same applies in our relationship with Jesus. Our goal shouldn't be to pray more. Our goal should be becoming people of prayer. Our goal shouldn't be to read our Bibles, but to become people who deeply know our Bibles. Our goal should be becoming mature disciples of Jesus as our identity grows more than any activity. As believers, as followers of Jesus Christ, we all have the same goal, which is to be with Jesus, become like Jesus, and do what Jesus did. So we need to be ordering and reordering our lives in that way that makes us disciples of Jesus. Ephesians 4.13 puts the goal like this. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. So what's the goal? What does it look like to be mature? It's to look like Jesus. Well, how do we get there? Well, we don't get there by reading our Bible once. No, we need to become people of Scripture, people of prayer. Our identity as followers of Jesus needs to be the goal we run after. We need to put in consistent work. We don't put in the daily work, no matter how big or small, because we focus on the results of not the trajectory. We need to ask ourselves if that lines up with who we want to be. If that doesn't line up, then we need to set some identity goals that line up with who we want to be and make sure we have habits that are creating a trajectory of 1% improvement daily, moving us towards that person. Our third principle is that we need a rule of life. This is an ancient practice from the early church. Notice I said rule of life, not rules of life or rules for life. A rule of life is the all-encompassing system that produces who you are. This happens by default or design. Who you are today is the result of the systems you have in place. But as followers of Jesus, our rule of life should be designed to make us look more like Jesus. This includes the things we've always heard in church, like reading our Bible, praying, silence, and solitude. But this is more encompassing than just that. This is holistic, so we must include sleep routines, diet, entertainment consumption, and our rule of life. 
we need to do an audit of our lives, habits, and time to see what we're already doing and then prayerfully consider what we want to be. Once you've done that, you can begin to strategically and intentionally craft your new rule of life. Here are three things to consider when you are designing your rule of life. Number one, start it right now. Seriously, start it now and build it out. Don't wait for it to be perfect. Remember, this isn't about results, but it's about trajectory. Number two, jot it. Take notes, get a journal, and track your progress. Make a checklist of specific activities in your rule of life and make sure that they are completed at the end of the day. Write a few notes on what God is doing in your life. It will encourage you later. Number three, share it with your group. If there is no accountability with this, then eventually you'll talk yourself out of it. So make sure there are a few who will encourage you. I hope this shows you how you can make your year not suck. I believe if you practice the 1% rule, set identity goals, and craft a personal rule of life, then you will be positioned to have one of your best years yet. Before you can look like Jesus, you need a relationship with Him. If you want to receive the free gift of salvation, today is your day. You can turn from how you lived life. It wasn't working out anyway. And you can receive the grace and forgiveness of Jesus. Jesus died on the cross for our sin. He was buried and three days later rose from the grave. His resurrection means you and I can have this gift of eternal life. Today, you can turn your life over to Jesus and make Him your Lord and Savior. You can follow Him. He'll completely change and reorder your life. He'll give you a new start. Romans 10, 9 says this, If you declare it with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Let's pray together. Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I believe you rose again. I believe I'll rise with you. I give you my life. I turn from my sin. I receive your grace and forgiveness. And from now on, for the rest of my life, as best as I know how, I will follow you. Amen. If you made that decision, that's the best decision of your life. We're so proud of you. We would love to connect with you. The easiest way to do that is by texting YES to 441-441, and we'll reach out to you this week. Now we're going to head to the best part of the night, groups. As you head to your groups tonight, we'll provide your group leaders with a few additional resources to help you understand and even put into practice your own rule of life.